Um, just on that uh, newcomer's lunch today, if you've just come along here for the first time today and you're thinking, oh, actually, I'd like to find out a little bit more about Coast Vineyard and uh, you haven't sort of let us know, no problem at all, come along. It's uh, after church. It's not here. It's down at our hub, which is down in Silverdale. And you're very welcome. It's just a very relaxed way of uh, hearing about the church, the, uh, the, the journey that we've been on, um, what's important to us, where we're going. And... Um, yeah, we'd love to have you there. So that's in your news shed. There was a time in my life when I was 14 years old. Can you remember? Can you remember back? Anyone remember back that far? One of the most important things that you you build your life around when you're 14, at least it was for me, is that I had this little thing going around in my head. I I cannot mess up. Like. <laughs> I don't want to be a Muppet. I've just got to get through this year and not do anything too stupid. The whole way I lived, was just, I was like, oh, God, please don't let me embarrass myself. And um, when I was 14, my father was the principal of Henderson High School. And uh, there was some big event, I can't even remember what it was, that was running at the, um, at the school there. And the Governor General was going to be at this event. So my dad said to me, he said, why don't you come down and I'll introduce you to the Governor-General. And I was like, part of me thinks that sounds awesome, you know. I mean, I don't know much about Governor-Generals, but they sure sound important. And um, sure sounds like someone that would be pretty cool to meet. But then the don't be a Muppet side of me started to think, like, what am I going to say? And I was just, I was just picturing this, this whole thing. So I said yes. I said yes, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come down and meet him. And, um, but I was thinking, what am I going to say to this guy? Because when I get there, my first word's out of my mouth, I've got to get it right, or I'm just going to feel like a complete idiot. And so I'd worked it out. I'd worked very, very profound opening line that I came up with. I'm pleased to meet you. That's pretty safe. I thought, that is it. That is it. Um, I've got it. So the event came, and I biked down to the school, to this event, and I was just sort of loitering, and, um, and eventually my dad sort of calls me over. And this was David Beatty. Um, does anyone here remember when David Beatty was, you look at the old people, yeah, like me, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, got you there, got you there. Um, but he was the governor general then, and my dad calls me over and, and said um, to David Beatty, he said, I'd like to introduce you to my son Matthew. And he holds out his hand and he says, I'm pleased to meet you. And I just stood there like, ah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I had it all worked out. He stole my line. He stole my line. And seriously, I just was, I knew I'd be, you know, flustered and awkward. That's why I had the line prepared in advance. And, uh, and I can't remember what I said, but it probably sounded a lot like, oh, da, 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 da. And that was my introduction to David Beatty, the Governor-General. Um, today I'm going to be talking about prayer. And uh, talking with God, time with God, our conversations, our discussions, our arguments, our sighs, our groans, our worship, our waiting in silence with God, it, talking about, about prayer. But in a lot of ways, let me just start by saying it feels a lot like I'm a 14-year-old talking to 14-year-olds about the Governor-General. 
because this is God we're talking about. This is God. I've been, I started uh, really uh, following God about 35 years ago. And, you know, I still just feel like this is, this is something. Now, this, this whole thing of working out, t- talking to God in prayer, I still feel like I've got such a limited understanding of, of who he is. You know, like, so how, how, does he, how does he really think, you know? Like, you know, what is, how does his power work? And um, what, what, what really does he do? And, and, and why does he do what he, do, what he does? And... and um, but I'll tell you this thing, in, in, in my journey of 35 years, I know this, is that he wants us to know him. Um, you know, our scriptures tell us this, the, the saints of, of the, um, the Christian history tell us this. And, and, and there's a, just this pulling in our own hearts that, that tells us that God wants to know us. And uh, look, I've just been reading a, a, a few books on prayer just over these last few days and... Um, you know, my heart, just reading about, about pressing in to, to talk to God, reading about getting to know God more, it's just, again, there's just this, this stirs in my heart, just stirs in my heart, just this, this drawing towards God. I just want that. I just want to know you. I want to know you more. I want to taste the joy of heaven. I want to be, be surrounded by your presence. I want to, to know your power working in me and, and, and through me. And, uh, and I know that for many of us here, you know, that's, that's our desire too, is, is to know him. This, this God that feels a little like the governor general to a 14-year-old. It feels like, God, you're, you're, you're so important and you're so different from me. And, you're, you know, there's so much to you. But, but, boy, I sure want to know you more. Let's, let's pray together as, as we start. God, here we are talking with you again. And in many ways, we feel like, we feel like kids before an incredibly wise and powerful and loving Father. But we do come to you. And we can come to you in confidence because we know that you're a God of love. You're a God of acceptance, a loved these songs that we were singing the, 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 and the, the song that was playing during communion, just come as you are. That's your, that's your call to us. Just come as you are. Your arms are wide open. You offer forgiveness, love, strength, peace, and hope. So we come to you this morning, God, and we pray just, just plant in our hearts this morning, God, an increased desire and passion and, and drawing to, to know you. Plant in us and stir our hearts to, to talk with you more, to, to bring you more into our, into our lives, God, that, that we would know you more. God, that you would, just, you would do that as we're together today. Amen. Amen. All right. How many of you have met, uh, like, mystical type people? Like, there you go. What on earth? Is I'll tell you. These, this is what I mean. This is because I've, I've known people. Like this. They're nice people, but you'll be with them, and they'll just say, "They'll say, can you see that angel over there?" I'm like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're those kind of people. They'll, they'll be, um, they'll be talking to you, and then they'll just sort of look over your head, 
and they'll smile and I'll just nod, like, <laughs> what's going on? Have you ever seen people like that? They're just like, they sort of tapped into God in this really um, incredible way. And uh, um, they're sort of people that I'll say, look, oh, I, just, um, I just woke up in the middle of the night the other night and I just felt like I just had to pray. And so I just prayed. And I prayed for about three hours and then went back to sleep again. I'm like, really? You... Um, they, they'll look at you and, and they'll just be smiling and nodding like God's just told them something about you, you know, and you're like, you just, um, they walk and they pray for, for hours and they grow their hair long, they grow their beards long, even the woman, no, <laughs> But they can, people like that, they can just pray for just, just days and days on end. They never seem to run out of prayers. And I just have to be honest with you this morning. I'm not a mystic. I'm not a mystic. Um, but we love mystics and we, we need the mystics. We don't often understand the mystics, but they're fantastic. Look, when I went through school and they were looking at my kind of wiring, they decided that, I think, Matt, that you'd make a good engineer. So I thought, oh, that sounds fair enough. So, so I did. I studied engineering, and I've worked as an engineer, um, civil engineer, for um, big chunks of my, my, my life. And, um, but engineers are not mystics. Okay, engineers. Are, how many people would say you're more like an engineer than a mystic? All right, my people. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, but, so my journey in prayer looks a bit different. It looks a bit different than, than for some people, but it's a journey that I've stepped into over the last, what is it, 30 plus years with, with faith and expectation because as a person that came to, came to Christ as a, in, in my teens, someone planted in this, this thing in me saying that you can know God. You can know God. Spend time talking to God. And so I've just been on this journey. Of, of getting to know God with real faith and expectation. I've read, I've read some wonderful books on, on prayer. There's a guy, um, E.M. Bounds, who is an incredible prayer guy. Has anyone ever read any books by E.M. Bounds? This is a guy that um, used to get up early in the morning to pray. And the older he got, the more he wanted to pray. He started to, to, when he was, towards the end of his life, he was getting up at 3 a.m., and praying. A little bit scary reading books like this. One of the funny stories was that, because um, he, he had family and he had kids, and whenever his kids would bring friends over to the house to stay the night, he'd get them all up, you know, about five o'clock in the morning, and right, it's prayer time, prayer time. So um, he's a, but Ian e. Bounds, J. Oswald Sanders, um, Richard Foster is a guy that's, you know, more recently has written books about prayer, and um, I remember you know, you could write to Richard Foster's organization and he'd send us out this little card and it had these little commitments on it about how you're, you know, committing to, to, to praying, to following God, to pressing in to know him. I've got one of those little ones in my office there. And, um, Brother Lawrence, practicing the presence. Uh, Ignatius of Loyola, Teresa of Avila, um, more recently C.S. Lewis. Uh, but just been stirred by prayer and um, this guy called Mike Bickle, who started the International House of Prayer over in the States. And um, remember when he was, they, he, his church was part of the Vineyard way back. And I remember um, in the 90s listening to him teaching, just planted in my heart just this desire to, 
to, to, to pray. And one of the things that he talked about was that there's so many great prayers in the Bible. Grab them out and use them for, my, for your own prayer journey. I love that. And so, you know, I've, I've had seasons where I've created rhythms of prayer. I've had seasons where I've had, um, you know, gone away for prayer th- retreats. And uh, I, t- I have to admit, though, since we've, um, since we've planted, planted Coast Vineyard Church here, that's been, a, you know, f- harder to do because I've been, you know, having the, the, the two jobs. We had a guy called Steve Nicholson, who's a pastor in, from Evanston Vineyard in the States, and he had run church planting training for... Um, for the states over there and uh, was overseeing church planting and, and we got a chance to see him just as we were starting Coast Vineyard Church and I said to him I said I know this is going to be a busy season as we get this church up and up and going um, what advice have you got for me around like just maintaining your you know your, your spiritual life your, your personal walk with God and the busyness of it all and um, and what he said was he said start strong start strong because there's there are there's seasons in life when it's full, and it's harder to, to find that time in the midst of everything that's happening to, um, to, to press into God. But what I've discovered along the way, I know I'm sort of telling a little bit about my story here, but what I've discovered along the way is that as you press into God, as you choose to step towards Him and get to know Him, He meets you there. He meets you there. And let me ask you this. Do you want to know God? Do you want to know God? Because I know for many of us, it feels a little like 14-year-olds with the, with the Governor-General, and it's just like, well, he won't really want to meet me. He's a big shot. But do you want to know God? For those of you that read, your, read the Bible, there's, you know, there's four accounts in the Bible of people telling the story of Jesus' time on earth here, the, the four Gospels. And, uh, and I love reading those because... A big part of it is the story of his followers, his first followers. The disciple called them the disciples, and he he called these guys. He says, "Like, come and come and follow me, and come and hang out with me." And um, why why I love those stories is that um, I guess one thing is that they saw in Jesus what a lot of people didn't see. Is that I mean these were these were Jewish guys his, his first disciples are all jewish and so they were used you know they grew up in the synagogues grew up praying but when they saw jesus they saw something that they hadn't seen before and a lot of people didn't a lot of people if you've read the, sto- the, the stories you've read the gospels a lot of people just said this guy is bad news he's trouble but these guys they saw they saw something that uh, that many didn't and, uh, and I love that. I love that they said yes when, uh, when Jesus said, let's do a ministry trip. Let's do a trip together. Let's come with me. We're going to go traveling around and um, come, come with me. He says, come with me. And look, let's think about your own situation right here, right now, how hard that would be if someone just said, come and do something, come and do something different for a few months. Think about your job and, you know, it's like, I mean, I could just up and leave, but, you know, that would burn a bridge there. And, you know, it's just, it's not easy. But these guys just, because they saw, they saw God through Jesus and they thought, you know what? This is, this is, this is going to be amazing. We're going to do this. 
And so they, they, you know, they parked their job. They said to their family, you know, we're going to do this thing. I love you, but we, gotta, we see God in this guy. We want to we we know more about this thing. And they set off on an adventure. I know that some of us here went to, um, went to Nepal earlier this year, and it was a little bit like that. You know, you park your job, and, you know, it was a little bit challenging. It had some cost to it. And, um, but, boy, what an adventure. What an adventure seeing God. And probably, just, just grab this one, we're probably going to be heading back with, some, with a team next year, heading up there. And uh, if you're up for an adventure, just park that one there, and uh, we'll, we'll come and talk to us about that uh, as, as we get going. I love about these disciples, these followers of Jesus, that they, they just didn't get it a lot of times. They were kind of keen to learn, but they just didn't quite get it a lot of times. You know, then Jesus had to go like, guys, 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 that's not, that's, you, you, let me just help you out here because you're not, you're not quite getting it. And you know, one of the things that I love as well, I know we're talking about prayer this morning, is that I love, you read it in Luke, when they stopped and they said to Jesus, they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Remember I said that these, are, these guys grew up in the synagogue. These, are, these guys grew up around prayer. But they saw something, they saw something they'd never seen before. And I think what it is, is that they saw Jesus and they, he, knew the, he knew the Father. He knew the Father and they're going like, wow, there's something about what this guy does that we want. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray so that we can know God like you know God. Teach us how to pray so that, so that we can experience God working through us in the way that you experience God working through you. I just love that. There's two things that we see that there's, there's humility with the disciples. They weren't always humble. Eh? There's, a few, there's a few times when they didn't quite get that right. But there's humility and then there's desire. They said, we want that. We want to know God. We want to know God. And Jesus responds. He gives them, the, he gives them what's known as the, as the Lord's Prayer and where he teaches them, you know, come to God and, and worship him, acknowledge him, ask him for, for, your, for your needs, ask him for forgiveness, ask that the goodness of his kingdom would come. He, he taught them that you, you need to pray, when you pray, pray persistently. You need to ask, you need to seek, you need to knock, you just need to keep going. He said that when you pray, don't, don't do it as a, you know, to show off to your mates. Just get together, get, go in a secret place, just you and God. I love that. But let me ask you again, you know, for you this morning, do you want to know God? Do you want to know God? Because I know that there's, there's many people today that they have, they have faith in God, they believe in God. But they're a little bit like the disciples where they look around and they see other people and they go like, I, I can see people that seem to have a, have a connection with God that I don't have. They seem to know God in a way that I, I, don't, I don't know him. And, um, and if this is you today, I just want to ask you this, this question, do you want to know God? What, what do you do with that if, if that's you? So I'm putting this question out there today because I want you to be asking yourself this question. You know, do you want to know God? Do you, do you push it to one side and go like, I, I, don't, I, I think it sounds a little too hard to know God. I, I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know how to do it. It's probably too hard. Or do you respond like the disciples did? And they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray so we can know God like you know God. 
A lot of people, they just see God and, and they don't know that he's any, he can be anything more than just a guy in the sky or can be anything more than some powerful being or some guy that hands out tickets for eternal life and that's his job or he's a big shot that's too busy for little people. You know, part of our role as uh, pastors here at Coast Vineyard is to call you, us, forward in our relationship with God. It's, it's part of the deal that we journey together and, and growing to know God and we're growing in prayer. And, and uh, many of you, we've done, the, we've done the prayer course over this year. Many of you have been a part of that and that's been helpful for you and in helping you to step forward to, to knowing God and growing in prayer. We've, in the life groups, I know there's been different things that are happening that have been stirring hearts to, to step forward into this whole thing of talking to God and knowing Him more. There's, there's been conversations. And, um, and that these are good things. And let me, let me just read this quote for you. This is a quote by a guy, another guy whose you know, book I've been sort of looking through this, this week, a guy called Andrew Murray. He's not a tennis player, okay? That's Andy Murray. Um, Andrew Murray was a Scottish missionary back in the 19th century. And um, he says this, and just grab a hold of this. Learn to worship God as the God who does wonders, who wishes to prove in you that he can do something supernatural and divine. Learn to worship God as the God who does wonders, who wishes to prove in you that he can do something supernatural and divine. You know, another opportunity that we have f- for every one of you is is coming up. It's this whole thing of the week where we do twenty four seven prayer. And I know that we did a a long weekend of prayer earlier this year, which many of you uh, signed up for with a little bit with um, nervousness and hesitation, booking an hour's slot, sort of back to back right through the, you know, the day and the night. And many of you sort of said, like, I'll sign up for it, but I don't know. And then you got there, and the, and the creativity and the opportunities and the, and the different things that were there to, to give you, uh, s- just to stir up different, different prayers, different things to pray for, both in your own life and, uh, and both to open your heart to God. Many of you were just so surprised that it was just so good. And, and coming back to us and I saying, like, an hour, I thought an hour was going to take forever. An hour went by like that, and it was, just wasn't long enough. And we've got this opportunity, again, with this 24-7 prayer. And in a lot of ways, it kind of looks like we're just mobilizing the church to pray for things and saying, like, we're going to pray for these things so God's going to do good things in our church. And that's definitely, you know, we're, we're excited to see what will happen. But I'll tell you, a bigger part of what we're doing here is that we're providing for each one of you a focused opportunity to put some time aside to talk with God to refresh your relationship with God, to refresh your, um, your prayer life, to, to give it an it a adrenaline injection um, into, your, into your prayer life. So um, Jacinda, why don't you come on up, talk to you a little bit more about, um, about this 24-7 prayer. And look, please don't hear this as just like a, like a commercial break. This is something that I know for many of you, and ask, if you're not sure about it, talk to someone here. Did you, do the, did you do the prayer thing last time? What was it like? Change people's lives. Really, and like we're into seeing people's lives change. Though. So let, 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 I'll let Jacinda tell you a bit more. All right. Hmm, prayer. It's not an easy thing. 
but it's a good thing. And it's a thing that we've been called to. And as followers of Jesus, this is something that we're invited into. And, uh, and for us as a church this year, we felt like God was very specific about inviting us to actually pray. And, and so part of our prayer this year for us is, Lord, teach us to pray. Because we kind of don't know how. Even if we've been following Jesus a long time, it still feels like, oh, I still get tongue-tied or I don't know what to do. Or I just turn up with my um, grocery list of requests. You know, and if I just chug through my, God, I need you to do this and this, and can you show me what to do with that, and can you provide for me with this? And then we move on, and we think that that's prayer, and it, which I don't know about for you, but that's not terribly inspiring. hasn't been for me. And, uh, and so as we've explored prayer this year as a church, uh, we have uh, responded to this thing called 24-7 prayer. It's a prayer movement that started 15 years ago uh, by mistake in the UK, and it was uh, a man named Pete Gregg, who you'd be able to Google up and find out a bit more about. He uh, was with a bunch of young people. They were all in their 20s, and they felt like God told them to pray. And so they, they didn't have many of them, but they felt like they were supposed to do that nonstop for a week. So that's what they did. 15 years later, that has spread all over the world. They have not stopped. They've ended up planting churches and they have boil, what they call boiler rooms that happen all around the world that pray nonstop. Now, you're not going to hear about this in the news, but there are literally thousands and thousands of people all around the world in all kinds of different churches. So it's across denominations. It's just Christians who are hungry to meet with God and to see what it is that he would want to do in us and through us in the world that we live in. And we are putting our hand up and saying, we want to be part of that. So that's why we're doing 24-7 prayer. In Ephesians 6 verse 18, it says this, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. All of the people on the planet Earth are His. So we pray for all people all the time. Now that sounds really hard. So we set up a room. We're going to use the hub uh, like we did last time. So for those of you who did this in July, some of it's the same, but some of it's different. We've got some pictures that are just going to scroll through uh, of what we did last time for those of you that weren't here then or uh, didn't make it that weekend. Uh, and we take turns. Um, so we literally tag. It's tag team prayer for, for 24 hours, seven days a week. We've never done this. And so it is a real challenge for us, but it's one that I think we're up for because, you know, we're church planting people. We're not scared of anything. Give anything a crack, you know? So, uh, so we're going to do that. So let me explain the room. So when you arrive, we're going to have a number of different stations set up in the room. Because oftentimes, like Matt said, you think it's an hour of prayer. What on earth am I going to do? I've never prayed an hour in my life. Or I'll get distracted every five minutes. You know, your brain starts wandering off to the movie you saw last night or the movie you want to see tomorrow. Um, and, and so we just sort of look at an hour and we go, Jiminy crickets, you know, like, what am I going to do? Well, we provide you with a whole lot of different ideas when you get there so that you can experience prayer in ways that maybe you haven't before. So we give you ideas which you can use or not. You're welcome to come and bring some of your own things. You can bring some of your artwork. You can bring books. You can bring your Bible. You can bring your iPod, whatever, and just be there and do your own thing. But it kind of is a bit like a, a smorgasbord where you come in and you can keep yourself very busy for an hour and an hour is not going to be enough time, as people discovered last, last time, where you can literally just work your way around the different stations or you can just go to the one that God kind of captures your attention with when you're in the room and just stay there. 
for the whole time if you'd like to. So it's pretty free form. You're allowed to just do whatever you want to do. Um, you can take your whole family. So we, I think we've got a couple, of, oh, there we go. There's Cairo leading the way at all of two and a half at the time. Um, you know, like you can take your family in for an hour and there's stuff there that your, ch- your children will be able to participate in as well. We've got youth group teams that are going in. We've got, I think, the worship team are going in. We've got life groups going in. Um, but we have still got spaces so that you don't have to miss out. We're going to be praying for ourselves because we do want to meet with Jesus. We do want him to, in our, to fully invade our lives and to transform us from the inside out so that then we can be effective in our families, in our workplaces, in our community. So we're praying for our families. We're praying for our schools, the churches in the area, our whole community. We're praying for our nation. We're praying for our leaders. We're praying for the world because it needs it. We need it. All of us need it. So it's for all of that and more. Do you know, earlier this year, I had the opportunity to go over to the UK. Uh, I was going over to do a couple of conferences and some training. And part of that trip, I felt like God invited me to go away to this retreat place in Wales, um, which is in the middle of nowhere, but is, uh, God's been doing a lot of pretty wonderful things there all around this thing of prayer. Now, I'm an extrovert. I like people. I was traveling on my own. I was going to be there on my own for a few days, and I had never done anything like that, ever. And, uh, but, I, but it was what I thought God was telling me to do, so off I trundled to the middle of Wales. And uh, I had a car one day, uh, picked up the rental car, and I was just talking to him about, okay, what do you want me to do? I could go back to the retreat place or, or something else. I ended up spending that day just driving around and, uh, and just going wherever I thought God was telling me to go, so I'd kind of go off these funny little side roads that are like that narrow and you can only just fit one little skinny English car down until you meet the harvester thingy coming the other way, um, which was interesting. Um, but during that day, that whole time I'd been in Wales, the cell phone reception was appalling because I was literally in the middle of nowhere in these valleys. Your GPS dropped off so you couldn't rely on that for your directions. Uh, there was very little Wi-Fi and certainly my cell phone didn't work. Uh, for the whole time I was there. And so it had been quite quiet because I couldn't get in touch with home or anything. But while I was out driving that day, I felt like I drove past a paddock and I felt like God said, go and park your car there. So I was looking around for the farmer and I couldn't see one, so I parked my car in the paddock. And, uh, and I'm just surrounded by farmland. There's the coastline here. And while I was there... <laughs> I was sitting in this paddock praying that no angry farmer would come and tell me off. Um, I was just going to admire his land, you know, and go, wow, what an amazing farm you have. And I had a line already. But while I was there, I felt like God said, get your phone out. And I thought, well, that's a fat lot of use because I'm, you know, it's been useless for days. Uh, I got it out and I had perfect reception. Full bars, both for Wi-Fi and for my phone. And I felt like, and, and there's literally, there's nothing. There's just nothing. It's just green all around. And I felt like this is what I needed to pay attention to. Go where there's space. Go where there's quiet. Because when you're there, all the reception, all your antennas go up. And you're more sensitive. You're going to hear better. You're going to sense me more. But you need to make space. You need to go to those places. So this prayer room is that in the middle of Silverdale for us. It's a place where we can go, where we just create space in our, in our week an hour or two or five or however many you like, just to be able to stop, to be quiet, to be still, to create space 
with an expectation that our, we're going to have good reception and we're going to be able to hear our Father. So that's the invitation. How do we get in on this good thing? Kieran, our trusty associate uh, assistant pastor, he did a handy dandy little video for us. If you have a smartphone, feel free to jump, turn that on if you like, and you can have a look at the website because we're going to do everything online this time to make it much easier to do. Uh, there are still spots available. So literally, if you want, you can get your phone out and he's going to take us through how we do this so that you can sign up if you would like to. Take it away. Here's how to sign up online for the 24-7 Prayer Week at Coast Vineyard Church. First, open up a browser and go to www.coast.org.nz prayer. You can find out more about the event here and also sign up for a prayer slot by clicking the button at the bottom. This will take you to our booking page and you can see the slots which have already been booked and the slots that are still available. Don't forget that there is a second page which shows the Sunday at the end of the week. Once you've found a slot that suits you, click on that slot and it will ask you for your name, your email address and your mobile number. You can choose how many hours you want to pray for and you can also choose if you want to book the space for your exclusive use. If you're happy to share with other people, you can leave this unchecked. Once you're done, click book, and it'll ask you for a quick verification just to check that you are a human, and then you can click proceed. You'll also get the option to sign up for the international 24-7 prayer movement email list. It's up to you whether or not you want to sign up for this. And once you're done there, you're all signed up. So all you've got to do is turn up for your slot and pray. Here's that website again if you want to sign up now. Just a couple things. That exclusive use thing we didn't, we haven't used before when we did the long weekend of prayer. It means that you have the option of either having an open room where other people can come in and join you at the same time you're there, or if it's booked exclusively, it's only for you. No one else is going to come in. The reason that we ask for your email and cell phone number is so that we can send you a reminder as well as a confirmation that you've, you've got the space. Um, so we're not, we're not stalking you or anything, okay? Just so you know. Uh, just one last thing. Uh, under 30s, we've got a few of you. This is a movement that came out of the hearts of young people. And what we've got happening at Coast Vineyard at the moment with our young people is amazing. And, uh, and, and you guys, I just, I just feel like God wants to invite you and challenge you to grab a hold of this thing for yourself and for your generation because I think that he's got something for you there. The stuff that he does in your lives and in your hearts it, while you're in your 20s, teens and 20s, is going to shape and form you for the rest of your lives. It sets this kind of trajectory, this course in terms of how you live life. And so I don't want you to miss it. And do you know what? I think that what you have and what God's going to do is going to infect the whole of the church and we'd be very excited about that. So can I invite you and, and somewhat challenge you to actually grab a hold of this and to grab your friends and bring them with you. For those of us over 30, some of us that was a while ago, uh, I think the encouragement that I feel like God gave me was while Matt was speaking, is just don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Some of us have been following the Lord for a while. Some of us have only just gotten started and we're finding our feet. Some of us have been discouraged because things haven't turned out, life hasn't turned out the way that we thought. Do not grow weary in doing things for the Lord. 
He's going to meet us in this place. I think we're going to, some of us are going to find healing here. Some of us are going to just kind of get refueled. I think God's going to capture our hearts again. So, so that's my sense as we go into this thing and, uh, and as we've prayed as a team and we prepare for this. So that's my invitation. I think it's his invitation to all of us. It's just come, and, come away. Come away with him and just spend some time and see what he does. I think we're going to have some good stories to tell. All right. You're all very quiet. All right, so we'll get into the second half of my message. Just kidding. Why don't we, why don't we stand together? Why don't we stand together? There's a scripture I'm going to read to you just as we close. Um, James is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Why I love it so much is uh, it's packed with practical wisdom. I think James might have been an engineer. Um, he's a very practical guy. And um, just reading this, I sort of felt this was perhaps a word for some of us this morning. And it's a, it's a, these are strong words, okay? So James... You know, he's, he's laying it down here. Okay, this is out of the Message Bible, James 4, 4 to 10. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God in his way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it that he's a fiercely jealous lover. And what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud, but God gives grace to the willing humble. So let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Yeah, these are strong words, but these are good words. These are wise words. These are true words. I've read this quote by Winston Churchill this week, and I wrote it down. It says this, Men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing has happened. James has given us truth this morning. Get serious. Get really serious. Get down on your knees before the Master it's the only way you'll get on your feet. And these are words of truth that we need to hear. And as we grab a hold of them, they're going to launch us forward into the abundant life that Jesus promised us. Let's, let's pray together. And yeah, let's pray. God, God, we just... We come as... People who recognize that you are so much bigger and beyond anything that we can know or imagine, but we can know you a bit, and you want us to know you more. And God, plant that in our heart. As I prayed earlier, I pray again, God, plant that in our, in our hearts. Just this desire to know you. This desire to step into that, that, that place that is, our, that is our farm in the middle of nowhere, God. 
planting a desire to step into our own little little quiet place, our farm in the middle of the nowhere, so that we would have great reception and be able to hear from you, talk with you, know you more. God, we acknowledge this morning that you are good. You are good, and we're so grateful for your love for us. Amen. Just before you sit down, could I just ask, and if and I'm going to ask you to put your hand up, and I know that it's always risky putting your hand up because you go, what's next? What I'm going to do is if, if you put your hand up to this question, I'm going to get some people maybe just around you to, to pray with you, okay, just so you know that I'm not tricking you by saying one thing and doing another. Some churches, you put your hand up before you know they've whisked you out a side door and you never see them again. So, um, but we, we don't do that here, okay? Um, um, but is there anyone here that just feels particularly like, you know, as we've been talking about prayer, it's just like it's just been kind of like, oh, man, that is just just right where I'm at. And it would be good to have some people just pray with me. Is, is, there, anyone, is there anyone here that would like that? Just, just to pop your hand up. So I could have done it the other way. I could have tricked you, and you would have put your hand up, and then it's like, ah, people praying for me. But is there anyone here? I, I bet you there is. But I bet you everyone's just thinking, there's, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. Anyone else? It's an opportunity. Okay, could, could those people just pop their hand up again? Just, 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 and just have a look around. Those, those of you that love to pray for others, just gather around. There's a couple down here, over there, one over here. People in the back, they're all sorted. They're all good. All right, well, God, I pray you bless these people, God. And as people gather around them, release, release your power. And God, release more of, of what you're doing in them, God. We say, come, Holy Spirit, plant in them more of, of, of this drawing towards you, God, that's, that's begun today. Amen.